Hello, and welcome to Believe It, Achieve It. I am your host, Nicole Winley, and I believe everyone should be living the life of their dreams. This show is going to be a weekly dose of magic to help guide you to living your best life. When you feel good, then success in all areas of your life is easy to achieve. I love to empower people to discover their dreams and to ignite their lives. This show will be full of personal development stories and skills to help you take your life to the next level. My guests will be health and wellness experts and amazing spiritual beings, as well as everyday people with stories and lessons to help guide you through the ups and downs and help you get one step closer to living the life of your dreams. I want this podcast to be real and unpolished, full of honesty to show the realness of life. Here's to living your best life with gratitude and love. Are you ready? Let's get started. Welcome, welcome to Believe It, Achieve It. I am your host, Nicole Winley, and as always, our first episode every month, Janet Finneman. Woo! I'm, I'm so excited, and I say, I get excited every time. When I stop being excited, then it's time to rethink the podcast, but I get so excited for every episode. <laughs> So Janet and I, those of you who are loyal listeners, then you know that we are going to be unpacking and coaching and giving some therapy around some questions that we get from our listeners. So we will record and it will be the first episode that comes out or the episode that comes out the first of every month. So the first Tuesday of every month, I just confused myself on that. So the first Tuesday of every month, <laughs> the episode will air. So, <laughs> hi, Janet, and thank you for taking the time to do this while you're on vacation. Oh, uh, well, and thank you for having the podcast and for including me. Absolutely, absolutely. So, I got some really great questions. So, we're just going to dive. Let's just dive into it. Let's just, yeah. let's just do it. So, let's see. So, I'll tell you, I got a lot of questions and I've heard a lot of this chatter about COVID and a diagnosis, a positive diagnosis, a positive mm -hmm. test and the feelings of guilt and shame and, you know, not being able to really be around anyone, your family, your friends, everyone looks at you like, oh, yeah, they yeah. have COVID. And then you feel this guilt and, and yeah. And I've been hearing a lot about that. And then the anger that then they've been doing so good, like myself, I've been doing really good about staying away from people. You have. So yeah, it's, it's hard to stay completely away from it, you know, and you yeah, don't know. Like, and you don't yeah, know. Yeah. 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 Well, and we're all like, everybody is impacted by it, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that question makes a lot of sense because certainly in my office, really at the beginning of the pandemic. Strangely enough, that wasn't really the topic of conversation. And certainly in the last month, it is kind of like the topic, either directly or indirectly. I think one of the things that gets overlooked, right, is because there is this risk of death with COVID, that it's sort of, that becomes kind of the litmus test. Well, you know. And the unknown, because you don't know how unknown. bad you're going to get it. Right, right. And so, but, and so with that, it's like, okay, well, if you don't die or have to be hospitalized, then everybody's fine. I think that's the piece that, especially now for us in Florida, where, you know, everybody knows people getting sick at this point. That's the piece 
that people are underestimating is it isn't just about having to be hospitalized. It isn't even just about being sick, but the stress of just having it, of being sick or having somebody you know be sick and then figure out, do I need to go to get tested? How do I get tested? Where do I get tested? How expensive is it going to be? How long do I have to wait? Then you have to sit there waiting for the results. Maybe you've got a place with a rapid test. Maybe you didn't. You know, it's all, it's so confusing. All of it is so confusing, and it's all very last minute. Different testing sites are closing and popping up. And so then even, you know, even with that, then in that whole time while you're quarantining, for some people, they've been waiting five, six days for a test, and you have to quarantine. And that mm-hmm. means you and your whole family, too. Mm-hmm. And then you get the results, and if it is positive, then there's the quarantine. And then you have to make those calls, too. Right, which was how our listener was, and she was feeling guilt because she was shamed by her family. Right, right. Well, and so certainly, you know, we've certainly seen this in just as a society, the, the divisiveness of, you know, people's believing in it and not believing it, wearing masks and not wearing masks and all of that. And now, you know, we really see that even within families too. And that can really be, that's really tricky. So then, right. So if your family has already been judging you because you've been out more than they feel comfortable with, you know what I mean? And then you come back with it and, you know, there's a lot of shaming from family and vice versa too. Then, you know, with people wanting to go to social, you know, families having social functions and people don't feel comfortable going to them and then they're shamed for that. So all the issues that we had within our lives and with our families don't go away just because of the pandemic. They just kind of get wrapped in. So that's what I would say about the guilt and shame is, first of all, that it is really normal. And it would, it's probably helpful if you have been diagnosed to try to reach out and talk to somebody else who is positive too, just to kind of validate your experience and kind of normalize that this is the sort of the COVID grieving process, right? Right. That absolutely you're going to get weird pushback from people and also a lot of really invasive questions too, because everybody's really anxious. So it's like, well, are you sure that you got it? Did what kind of test did you get? How long has it been since, you know what I mean? Were you out? Were you in the store? Did you wear your mask? Were you around kit? Like, and they're not trying to be rude, but everybody just want to know. Everybody just, just want to know. Everybody wants to get the information. And then, right. So also, I think even though, you know, at the beginning, we all quarantined, you know, in March, the whole world shut down. So to be quarantined, it was it was stressful, but everybody was doing it at the same time. Right. Now when it happens, you're completely unprepared for it and the whole world is going on. Your workplace is still functioning. You know, kids still need to get to where they need to get. All those things are still going on. And yet all of a sudden now you, your little family has to sort of shut down in, in your house. And so I think the first thing that I would just say is that it's really stressful that, you know, yes, these may be first world problems, but they still are problems and they still are stressful. And just because you're not on a ventilator doesn't mean that you're not allowed to be stressed with that, not to to be worried. What symptoms am I going to have? Who have I infected to feel guilty? You know, I always say when you're feeling guilty or shame to use an even though statement. So even though, I'm positive for COVID. COVID. I love and approve of myself, right? You know what I mean? Even though maybe I regret now going somewhere or doing something, even though I feel worried or guilty about who I've infected, I love and approve of myself. Because 
you know, that helps us to get out of the shame maybe and into the guilt, right? Because the shame comes from, I am a mistake. And the guilt comes from, I made a mistake. And when you're saying in that shame place of, I am a bad person, I am a mistake, then you're just not going to be able to handle things well. And so if you can, you know, shaming yourself and others shaming you is not going to help anything. You just have to figure out a way now to deal most productively with this really difficult situation. I think, you know, I think you should be honest and tell people that you've been in contact that they know. I think you don't have to tell other people. (laughs) You know what I mean? I think you want to keep it to just the people that you have had contact with or might've had contact with because you just don't have to expose yourself to everybody's critique and questions and opinion about things. But, and then that at least sort of makes your sphere of, influence a little bit smaller in that or a sphere of stress a little bit smaller. Talk about it with the family, you know, your your family living in your household and figure out a way to try and grow together as a family, you know, in your household to go through this together, talk about your feelings. It's okay to have these feelings. This is normal. We didn't do it on purpose. You know, we made a mistake where we did everything we could possibly do and still somehow ended up, you know, positive. I'll tell you what I've been feeling myself because, you know, I, I live alone. So it's, it's Duke and I, (laughs) and I, you know, I went over to a friend's recently and there was just three of us and we had dinner from a distance, you know what I mean? But I was a nervous wreck because I haven't been around people really. Right. And I, you know, and I did go to the gym one day last week, but again, there were only two people in there and we were very socially distanced and I felt safe about that. But then of course it gets in your head. (gasps) What if I did just get COVID now? What if I go over to this person's house and I have given them COVID? Right. So it's a whole different, you know, Yeah. I guess too, Janet, how I've been telling people is look, we're all going through this together. Nobody really knows. Nobody really knows how bad it's going to be, how, you know, if you get it, is it going to affect you long-term? We don't, we don't know. And it's the unknown that scares the shit out of everyone, I feel. Yeah. Out of everyone. Right. Yeah. And there's nothing we can do to change that, right? There is no known. Mm -mm. And so, but so it does push us to learn how to manage the anxiety of the unknown, right? Which is always there in life. It's just right now, it's just right up in front of our face. Yeah, yeah. Again, I my advice is to limit your news intake. Yeah. You know, stay informed. I try to stay informed. I try to watch 10 minutes once yeah, a week, right. maybe the beginning, you know, cycle, yep. the news, the weather, get a good, you know, little, yep, and move on because, you know, I've gotten in my head. And then you start seeing in the in the social media and everyone now is yep. a, is a doctor um, right. an <laughs> epidemiologist yeah <laughs> and I just you know scroll right through it I don't even yeah. give it any attention so so don't yep. yeah that's my advice is to try and try and not let it control your mind all the chatter for all sure. the chatter yeah for sure and just that if you get that if you test positive whether or not you're sick that it is like a little mini crisis for you and give yourself the grace that that's what it, what it is. You know what I mean? And that it's going to be difficult and it's going to, you know, it's going to affect your ability to go to work and earn money and for the kids and everybody's already on top of each other and annoyed with each other. Now it's going to be even more together time. Like, and so whenever it you have a crisis, like a, yeah, it's a, a crisis. crisis. So anytime you have a crisis, you just go back to basics. You know what I mean? 
whatever you can take off your plate, whatever can wait for another two weeks, put it off. And who, you know what I mean? Whatever anybody else needs at that time, that's not your issue. You just need to focus on what are the pressing issues for you, whether it's dealing with the too much together time or kids needing outside time or the guilt of and worry about maybe passing it out on the anxiety about making those calls, whatever it is, work stress, you know, financial stress, just get down to basics and just make that happen. You know, just focus on getting food on the table and asking for help in whatever ways that you need it. You know what I mean? If you do need help, you know, financially or whatever it is to figure, you know, to ask for that help and to just focus just on that. Everything else can wait until afterwards and everyone else. Right. No, it's true. Yeah. And to ask, literally, Ask. ask. I know right. it's hard. You know, I had a big time, a hard time with asking anyone for it's help. It's hard for everyone, right? It's hard mm-hmm. for everyone. And I think in a situation like this, it's hard because it's unknown. So nobody really knows what you're going through to offer help. You know what I mean? But, and the traditional things you would do, like bringing meals or here, I'll take the kids or whatever, those things are kind of, you know, out. But you could, you know, you could ask, can we, you know, can grandma, FaceTime with the kids and read books at night, you know what I mean? Or like, however, reach out to your people, even if you don't have the solution, but say, oh my gosh, we're like, we're really inundated with this. You know, our income's going to stop for two weeks. The kids are bouncing off the walls. You know, my husband and I want to kill each other, whatever it is. If you can kind of like put it out there, then people can probably also figure out ways to help you know, virtually and socially distanced, but you have to, you have to put it out there and you have to put that in their head that we're having a crisis because either people don't get it because they've not had it before, or they're so panicked by your crisis that they're just thinking about their own problems. So you have to really kind of step out anytime you're having a crisis, right? Is to really step out and say, this is what's going on for me. I need help. Yeah. And there's so much, you know, again, in the media, I think this, this plays a huge part, you know, with, you know, there's so many people that think, ah, it's not real. It's right. that. So if they're not affected, they right. still can't wrap their head around the fact that over 140,000 people die. You know what I mean? Like, right. you know, right. so you're dealing with yeah. that. So it's scary. It's unknown. And, you know, it's the fear of the unknown. So like you said, go back to the basics, go back to the basics. Yeah. And right. And that's just good. That's just good to keep in your hat for any crisis. You know what I mean? Whether it's, you know, a big crisis, like somebody gets sick or somebody gets divorced or something like that, or just a small crisis of like, you have a, you know, a big family and you're, you know, somebody goes traveling for a week or somebody gets, you know, just gets the flu, Mm -hmm. like back to basics, everything that, that doesn't have to be you know what I mean? It isn't like an absolute must that it must get done. Put it to the side. There's, there'll be time in the future to get to that. Mm. Yeah. The not to do list. <laughs> I love yes. that. Right. It's okay. Yeah. And it's okay. It's okay. It's, okay. it's right. Okay. Right. And if, you know, and to ask for help with that, you know what I mean? Like somebody can come mow your lawn. If that right. would, you know what I mean? If that would help take some stress And people off, I think are willing and, and able. Yeah. 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 The people that, yes. that are willing and able are definitely willing right. and, and want yeah mm-hmm. and want to they want something they can do you know anyone I mean? i've so, heard that has had it my first instinct is oh my gosh what do you need anything what can i right do? right so good mm. 
So moving on from the old COVID, the dreaded COVID, uh, <laughs> I feel like we'll be talking about this, unfortunately, for weeks and weeks to come. But it is what it is. We're all in it together. Together. We all get through it together. And this yeah. too shall pass. And yes. We all grow and so, yes. so forth. Yes. So Janet, I got an, a lot of questions too around depression. You know, this is near and dear to me because I lived in fear, anger, and depression and decided not to. <laughs> and I sought the help. I asked for the help. Yeah. And I learned the tools to live now in grace, gratitude, and love. So, but, you know, I got quite a few questions around depression, like how to handle friends who are depressed, right? You have yeah. those friends that you love so much. And they're depressed. And when someone is depressed, you know, you can't just say, oh, be positive, shake it off, be fine, right? But you don't want to leave them. Right. You know, I laid in bed for two years. I didn't have anybody that came and said, Nicole's depressed. I would have given anything to have one person, one person help me out. Help me out. Yeah. But anyhow. So, and then I got how to break the pattern of being in verbally abusive relationships. So to yeah. me, you know, you're allowing that for some reason and maybe because of the depression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how to handle a life partner who is clinically depressed and refuses to get help. So these are all kind mm-hmm. of in that realm of dealing with yeah. depression. Right. Well, and I mean, a lot of people are depressed right now, for sure. I think the first thing with depression is to recognize, is to try to make the metaphor, the parallel to a physical health problem. Because we have such sort of stigma and awkwardness and anxiety around anything that's quote unquote mental health, that I feel like it gets in our way of kind of just doing what like common sense thing. So if somebody has depression, you know, they have a chemical imbalance, just like if they had, you know, diabetes or heart disease or, you know, whatever other chronic condition. I think that sometimes just having that shift, especially with that part with living with a partner who is depressed, or just as you were talking about with how you were depressed for those two years and nobody even checked on you. Like if you had you know what I mean? If, if you'd broken your leg, everybody would have been checking on you, yeah, right? You know, but I was, if you, I was the depressed girl, so we're just going to leave her alone, you know? Right. Nicole's good. And so, right. And that's what I mean. There's, we don't know in this country how to deal with mental health. So I think that if you can reframe it around your head, okay, well, how would I deal with it if she, if this was somebody who'd broken their leg or somebody who had a chronic illness, what would I do about that? So in terms of living with somebody who's depressed, if you were living with somebody who had diabetes and they were not going to go to the doctor for it, or they weren't taking their medication, or they were sitting there eating candy all day, yeah. you would not as the partner tolerate that. You know what I mean? At some point, you know, maybe you'd give them a little bit, but at some point you'd be like, listen, <laughs> you have to go, you know what I mean? You have to go to the doctor. You have to take your medicine. I'm not going to buy the candy for like, this is ridi- like, this is ridiculous. Let's go for a walk. You know what I mean? At some point you would do that. And I think that's, the piece that really gets lost with depression. It's almost like enabling. You're enabling them to stay living how they are. Right, exactly. And I get it. I get why we don't do that because 
we feel bad for the person. You know what I mean? They clearly didn't ask for this. They're not trying to sabotage themselves. And that when we offer to help, it's generally not well received too. Nobody right? wants you know what to I mean? admit they're depressed. Nobody. Right. Nobody wants to admit that they're depressed or, you know, the things that you want them to do seem so overwhelming. So I, I get it. So I guess the two things that I would say is, or maybe three things. One is to really always bring it back to, okay, how would I respond if this was a physical illness? Because I think everybody has some basic tools for how you do that. And that kind of helps. Two is educate yourself and get support. There are plenty, you know, NAMI and Mental Health America have all kinds of peer-led free, now they're online Zoom and everything, so I always tell people you have to go contact somebody in your own family who's been through this or NAMI or Mental Health America or something. They are so good. They're, it's all run by people who have had family members with, with mental illness. And so they get it and they will call you back. They will text you. In other times, they would come to your home, but now they'll probably Zoom to your home you know, to really help you make these decisions about like, you know, what should I do? They just refuse to get out of bed or they refuse to go to the doctor. I made a doctor appointment. They wouldn't, you know, these situations that if, if you're not familiar with mental health, you, it's all of the just answers. You know what I mean? Well, just tell them to get up. Just don't, don't, you know, all those just, well, none of those things work. It's just nothing is that simple in life. So you have to get some people on your team who get it, who are from, you know what I mean? A therapist is helpful, but it's really, but you need more than that. You need that support of somebody who you can just call and say, can you just, can you help me get them to the doctor? They'll get in the car if, you, if a stranger shows up to take them, you know what I mean? They're not going to, you know, they're not going to act like a fool outside of their own family. So get the support, right? We were talking about that before with the COVID, ask for help. So get the support, understand it, you know, educate yourself and get the support. And to get the support for you too, right? right? Because now this person who, where it's been a mutual relationship before where you relied, they relied on you, but you also relied on them. Well, you can't rely on them if they're really struggling with depression. And so that's going to create anger and resentment, all kind of stuff with you. So then you also need to be able to, again, ask for help, talk to your friends and unit family, like, you know, say, I need a girl's night. I need a weekend away. I need, can somebody, you know, I need help with this because it's not a quick fix. There's no easy answer. It's a process that you can't do alone. Mm -hmm. And that if you try to do alone, I promise you will regret it and you will lose years of your relationship with that person and probably years of your own life's experience because you're just going to be trapped in this cycle of depression with this person. Right, right. It is. It's a vicious cycle. I mean, it's a lot. And it isn't just like with the COVID stuff. It's not something that you can go through alone. I have to say that I've, I've had this issue with couples, you know, more than a handful of times. And when I say to folks the very first day, you need support. Like, I'm not enough. You, you need, nobody wants to go to a support group. I know, God forbid, nobody wants to go. I get that but you need to go. Or if not, then you need to like, like really search your friend circle and find somebody who really gets it to be vulnerable and, and break the silence, say what's really You know, it's like on. AA and Al-Anon. Absolutely. Right. Push through the stigma. You know what I mean? And stop protecting them. Stop pretending it's not happening. 
But in order to do that, I think you need help. You need help from other people who've been there, who get the way people will shame you about it, who get how people will be like, oh, you know, you know, or judge you. It's really similar to the COVID thing. You need, you need to educate yourself. You need a lot of support. Again, crisis mode. There's a lot of things that people, you're not going to be able to be there to help because you've got to really get this, but you got to get on it. You can't just enable the person to just lay in bed. That's not, they won't appreciate it at the moment, but they will thank you later. True. Yeah. So what do we do with that friend though? That's just depressed. It's a friend. So you can't, right. You know, do you pull completely away because they're now draining your energy? You know, well, but you know, so what I would, I would give it a shot at first of trying to communicate with them. Right. And so if you start with, I feel, you know, so say, listen, I'm feeling at a loss. I'm feeling frustrated. I'm feeling helpless because every time I reach out to you, you're in the same spot. And I really, I can feel how depressed you are. And it's, it breaks my heart. And I want to help you feel better. At the same time, I get, you, you know, I'm not sure whether you want to or not, or if you want, you know, but I really, I want you to get better for you. And I want you to get better for our friendship. I value our friendship. And I can feel myself being less likely to reach out. And I don't, you know, I don't want that. I want to reach out. I want to help you through this. I want to be there through this with you. I don't expect you to just snap out of it. See, that's um, almost like bringing up emotions for me because what, listeners, any, anyone who's listening right now, what I would have given for one person to say those words for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. so say those words to these people. Yeah. Seriously, seriously. Like say these words to these people because some yeah. may just want the help yeah. that they don't want to ask. So they want to grab that hand. Yeah. Right. Right. Do you- right. Right. And start with your feelings. People don't know when those conversations go badly, it's usually, Hey, why are you always like this? Like, I don't even want to call you anymore because every, you know what I mean? Well, of course they're going to be defensive, but if you start out with, I feel helpless and hopeless and I feel selfish that this is about me when you're going through this, you know what I mean? If they don't realize they're depressed, you could say, I feel like maybe you're depressed. Have you thought about that? I know that there's weird judgment with that and everything, but I don't have judgment about it. I've been depressed or I understand it. And, you know, it's one thing to be, you know, to need to bitch here and there, but like this feels different. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? This feels different. You know, I want to help you. How can I help? And I think that opens up. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Right. That just opens up the conversation. So it's not to, you know, you shouldn't just, suck it up and have your energy sucked away by it have that real raw conversation have the real raw mm-hmm. conversation right right it isn't i think we go to black and white right that you either like sit there and sacrifice and resent and roll your eyes or you walk away and there's just all the beautiful gray area in between there's a lot of really good you know work that could be done Hmm. I love it. I love it. So, and then a real quick sticking in the, unfortunately, the depression area, but I have, you know, I have a question on how to break the pattern of being in verbally abusive relationships. And for me, I look at it and I think you need to do the work on yourself. (laughs) Yes. Right. You need to do the work on yourself because then you won't allow verbally abusive relationships. So you really need to, to love yourself to heal from things that 
have hurt you. Yep. You know, to unpack it, you know, seek the help, ask, you know. Yep. I always say you got to go through the ring of fire to get to the other side. But if you love yourself and you put yourself first, then you you wouldn't allow yourself to be in an abusive relationship, verbally abusive relationship. Right. Yes. And abuse is abuse. Right. You, You know what I mean? I think it's we can really minimize the verbal abuse, but it is still absolutely abuse and you don't have to tolerate it. The patterns that you have learned prior to this relationship that you're continuing in this relationship are probably telling you that it's not okay to leave it or you don't know how to or that they're right or all of that. And that's where, yes, you need the help. You need, you know, you need a therapist, you need support, you need friends. To break the pattern. Yeah. To break the the pattern. pattern. And then again, it's not something that you're going to be able to do alone and that you do probably want to get some people in the boat with you on that too. But you do want to think really carefully about who you share that information with because people are going to respond from their own experiences. So you just want to be, you know what I mean? I I think with that one, you really start with a therapist and there's even, you know, there's like talk space and all of those online, you know, programs that you can do that are really affordable. You can do it right from your own phone. There are plenty of free support groups for all kinds of abuse. So you can start always start somewhere. But I think you do, with it, with an issue like that, it gets very confusing in your mind about what is and isn't okay. And so you really do need outside perspective to help get through that one. Right, because I feel like, too, like in a verbally abusive person is typically probably on the narcissistic Right. Uh, <laughs> spectrum. For sure, uh, right. Uh, you know, and it's, it's and they're bringing you in and then they're, pushing, you know what I mean? So Yeah, right. They, it's that. They want to beat you down, yeah. Yeah, that cycle of abuse. And we don't, you don't end up comfortable or allowing that cycle if you weren't exposed to it previously. Exactly. And so that's what I mean. Like these are sometimes generational patterns yeah. that have been, allowed and tolerate so so much seems normal that isn't normal listen I myself and you know I had to dig way deep down yeah I was digging down I uncovered more and more and more but I uncovered it I dealt with it and and then you're right and then you're free of it but you can't change what you don't acknowledge Mm -hmm. and 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 it's a tough one it's not easy it's not and it's a tough one to acknowledge because because what you've been taught is that what they're doing is okay or that it is kind of your fault. And so that's where you need that outside perspective. Cause I can't tell you how many times people, you know, when we'll have the conversation and I'll say, wait, what did he say to you? You know? So, okay, well, that's abusive. Like that's not, I'll say, well, but, but I should have done that, but I was really in a bad mood. Well, he's asked me a bunch of like, all of these excuses, and you could talk to people who've been married for 70 years, and most of those couples can say to you, in 70 years, the other person has never called me a name. Mm-hmm. We've argued. It's we've not okay. Fought, we've disagreed, but there's there's never been a name called or a put down or, and that's the majority of relationships, right? But for if you are habituated to this cycle, it's probably not you it's probably very normal for your relationship to have this some level of that dysfunction in it and so it just feels like that's what relationships are 
That is not what relationships are. You do not deserve that. You do not have to have that. You do not have to tolerate it. It's you not okay. Get, yeah. It's not okay. You can get out of it. There are better people out. You could be okay on your own. But it's that's it's a scary one. You need help with that. You need real support outside of just your friends. You oh, know, yeah. This, oh, this, for this sure. Is not. I mean, yeah. I had you. I had Tony Robbins. Yeah. <laughs> I had my whole support from you know my sphere and my people that I met through him, and then that yes. just led me to. Joseph McClendon and Mel Robbins and Jay Sh- I mean, it just leads you to all of this, yep. but I yep. did the emotional fitness and I continue to work you on the emotional fitness. did and do. Yes. <laughs> so for the listeners today, you guys take that first step, right? Take that first step. Yes. Take yes. that first step. Reach out to me, reach out to Janet. We'll get you, yes. where, you need, where you need to be. Yes. And then let's let's wrap it up today with one of my favorite subjects, <laughs> which is what are some simple exercises for your mental and physical exercise or mental and physical exercises so that you to help you with your stress. Right. So well, what are you some things we can do? To, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, I learned them all from you, and the biggest one I've learned from you, and for everyone, for everything that we've talked about right now with the COVID, with the depression, with the fear, with the, you know, everything that we've talked about. Gratitude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's so simple. And, and you, you say it and people are, you know, I did. I was like, whatever, gratitude, that's the silliest thing. But grant, gratitude is the antidote for, for all yeah. And you had me get out my phone Get it. I mean, you just laid it out to me because I was like, well, I'm not going to get out a notebook. I'm not going to turn the light on. I'm not going to do all this stuff. He said, get your phone out. Get a gratitude. Get an app. app. Very get simple. Free app. Free. Write down three things that you're grateful for. Yeah. Every night. Every day. Every day. Right. You can do it in the morning, do it afternoon, whenever you feel. Whenever you do it. Yeah. Right. And to think about the things in the day, in the midst of all the things that are bad, which are all valid and true too, but in the midst of all of that, there are things that, that you could be grateful for. <sighs> Absolutely. Gratitude. And I would say also like movement, any of the sensory stuff, you know, move, moving your body. I don't say exercise because that- Move your body, often, yes. Right. Move your body. Dance in your room. Go for a walk. I say Listen. it all the time. We all have a favorite song. Put on that favorite yes. song. Dance your butt off for thir- even yes. 30 seconds. It will yep. change your state. Changes, right. Changes your mood. Jump in a shower, you know, jump in the shower, put cold water on your face, go outside or go inside, you know. Sit um, under a tree, you know. I, sit <laughs> under a tree, right, get, right, get in nature. It's pet silly as it's it, yes. Walk all on those, the beach. All those little things that, right, they seem so silly and, and like they wouldn't interrupt. make a difference. But it absolutely is night and day. And there's uh, never been a time where somebody's came in, come in struggling where they have a really good, consistent self-care routine. It doesn't, you know what I mean? The two just don't go hand in hand. No. So it's just self-care, self-care. Not, we're not talking about bubble baths. And, you know and what I mean? Pedicures. Although that's yeah. fine. <laughs> pedicures, right? Although that's fine, right? But I think that's what we think of with self-care. But self-care is, you know, get, letting yourself have a nap, letting yourself sleep in or waking up 
early to get started on the day. You know, it is going and looking, you know, going out in nature or looking at nature. It is petting animals. It is talking to friends. It is reading something inspirational. It's watching something funny. Every, if you're not laughing every day, there's a good chance that you're going to end up with depression or anxiety, right? Like, and yet if you're not consciously trying to laugh every day, it's really possible that you won't as an adult, you know, you're just focused on work and bills and parenting and all these other things. But if you have on your Netflix queue, on your to-do list, that you're going to watch whatever, an episode of Friends or whatever, you know yes. what I mean? Whatever is going to make you laugh, right? Or, you know, dumb like cat videos or whatever it is that, that you, you know, that that should be on your daily list. Have I, you know what I mean? Have I laughed today? And if I haven't, I need to try. Call me. Call me. I will always. Yes. Make you laugh. We laugh all the time, right? I think that's, I would say that that's one of the things that's always surprising to people, especially when like they're out in the waiting room and they're new starting, you know, therapy. And, and you hear laughter like, from behind the door. You hear all this laughter inside and they think, what is it? And so often people will come in and they'll be like, oh, man, you know whoever it was before, like, this is going to be, this is going to be a worse hour for you. Let's get ready. This is going to be really deep and heavy. And what they don't know is what probably that person was talking to me about for that hour before where there was laughter was also really deep and heavy. Listen, but I was within, there. I can say, I know what happens on the other side of the door. As you can get, right? It's and deep and heavy and it's fun. Yeah. Yes. And we laughed a lot, right? The two can exist together. That's sort of that piece with gratitude, right? Is being able to find the connection and the love and the humor in the deep and the dark and the heavy. And sometimes when you're in the deep and the dark and the heavy, Janet, you may just find yourself laughing. Like, is it? Right. You know? Right. Like, is this, can this possibly be real? Right. Can one more thing happen? Right. (laughs) But that's great, right? That's grace in action though right you know that is that shift in perspective to be able to be like okay like I don't have to go down with the ship with this one I can find the irony and the humor and there's a way out yeah and to connect with this beautiful earth that we live on just take your shoes off walk barefoot in the grass the best you know for me is a walk on the beach and just yes just Right. Nature. It's an instant shift, right? I mean, it is an instant mood shift. Mm -hmm. And I'll, you You know, know, I watch, I watch the geese fly in and I see, you know, two and four of them and I'm like, oh, they're in love. There's four. There's a, there's an even number. Like let's find beauty in that instead of, you know, getting aggravated with them, you know, like find the beauty and, and everything. I try to find the beauty in everything. You do. You are great at it, right? But I have clients who will text me, they're having a hard time, you know, and I'll say, okay, this is not because I don't want you interrupting me, but text me back in five minutes. But I want you in these five minutes, I want you to literally go outside, like go in your backyard, right? Go in your backyard, go walk around the block, you know, like something or take me with you. You know what I mean? Like, but just to we, sit we, up, and I, I said this in my last part, just to sit up. Yeah. I do it. I'm, and when I say it, I sit up. Right. Breathe. Just center. breathe in. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Right. And so it isn't because I think we talk about these things. Okay. Well, I'll go for a run in the morning. Well, no, look, it's, you know what I mean? It's 11 in the, you know, in the morning, there's two in the afternoon. Are you just going to be miserable till the morning? No, get up right now. Like literally right now, put that song on and dance. <laughs> yes. For yes. And then text me back. Because to some, you know what I mean? 
because to some degree, we can go back and forth about where did this come from and why is this, you know, all of that. And there's a time for that, but we, we underestimate the power of self-care. And that's what I'm talking about with self-care or coping mechanisms of that we have more power in switching our mood. You can change your mood. You don't, you know what I mean? You have the power with these behavioral things to instantly, we instantly. all know, we all know what, what it's like to sit down and look at the ocean, right? You know what I mean? We all know what that's like to go, you know, out for a walk and all of a sudden, whatever it was that was consuming us feels mm-hmm. less important. It's that we pattern have to do it. interrupt. Yeah. You can't, you can't talk about it. You have to do it. You know, Mel Robbins, I don't, you, <laughs> uh, yes, you know, you I, I love her, but she's got that five, four, three, two, one. And you yeah. do it, you know, it. you're laying in bed. You yeah, don't want to do get out it. of bed. Oh, five, four, three, two, one. It breaks uh, that pattern. You got to break that pattern interrupt and do it. And I use the five, four, three, two, one all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then we will so finish good. this up with something that I struggled with, but I had the question on what is the best thing out there? Or what is the best app to use for sleep? Sleep. I think any of those apps like Headspace or anything have specific sleep meditations, right? That are going to be kind of like guided imagery meditations. They may have some of those binaural beats in the background, you know, or they have a lot of like some of that hypnotic language and like you're walking down three steps, you know, all of that. <laughs> I did. So, you led me to guided meditation for sleep years ago before we even had apps on our phone. I had to use right. my iPod that I had to circle around, you know? Right. <laughs> But I started using guided meditation for sleep. And let me tell you, I never, I never made it through a whole session. I was asleep every night. No, they just, it works. And again, it's like something, you know, you have it right there on your phone. You can get them for free on YouTube. Just put guided imagery for sleep. Find one, you know, the one person's voice that sounds soothing to you may sound like psychotic to me. You know what I mean? (laughs) So you find... You find the one that, that sounds soothing to you, turn it on. You could put it on to repeat, you know, don't put it under your pillow, but put it, you know, on the nightstand or something. And, you know, it really works. All the others. Yeah. I don't want to say her too loud, but I've asked her, you know, turn on a guided meditation for sleep. Mm Mm-hmm. That's smart. Yeah. It, like that would be, if you had to do one, I mean, breathing helps, yoga helps, all the other stuff helps. But I would say if there was one, that would be the one. Yes. Yes. So thank you, Jana. And thank you for coming to us from vacation. I know we had some, some a few little technical issues, but hey, it's live. Yeah, it's, it's real. It's raw. <laughs> <laughs> it's real and it's raw and it's unfiltered, right? So I hope, yes, uh, and that's why we all love you. <laughs> I hope that we were, I know our listeners greatly appreciated the last time we took our questions. Good. So, yeah, and these were great questions. Yes. Really timely. Yeah. And anybody, anybody reach out to myself or Janet and we will get you to the right people because there, there are people. There's people. There is people. There is. <laughs> so, and that will all be in the show notes on how to get in touch with us. I love you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for yeah. giving me the tools to, to, uh, to be able uh, to be who I am today. I love you so much. And I thank <laughs> you so much for including me in this. It's really helping so many people. Awesome. I love it. Well, as always, have an awesome, awesome, awesome day. And thank you for tuning in to another episode of Believe It, Achieve It. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Believe It, Achieve It. 
I hope you enjoyed the episode and please feel free to share it with your friends and subscribe, rate, and review. If you have any questions or want to reach out to me, please send me an email at coachnicolewindley at gmail.com and have an awesome day.